When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where I take the try to take the questions of the day and answer them. Today is a little dismal. We've got Jeremiah and Zedekiah in a secret conversation, one that if either disclose it, there's consequences. Um, and there's the city's about to fall, and it's kind of depressing when you think about it. But even in that, God is faithful. God is raising uh, from the ruins of Jerusalem the kingdom of God. So I hope you can hear that hope in today's uh, short reflection. We have this recording of a secret conversation between Jeremiah and Zedekiah in the final days of Jerusalem. Jeremiah has a request that he's requested numerous times that he not be taken back to the house of Jonathan, which was a cistern prison, a prison that had a cistern in it. And there's even a worse cistern that he doesn't want to go back to as well, where he is in the mud, sinking in the mud. doesn't say how deep the mud is. It's at least up to his ankles. And so Zedekiah comes to Jeremiah. Of all the people he could have gone to in this time, he goes to Jeremiah. He goes to the one guy who he knows is speaking for God. He's not... He's the least popular person in the city. He's the most hated person in the city. He is not only prophesying that the city will be destroyed, but people are saying that because he's prophesying the city will be destroyed, that it will be destroyed. They're not only blaming Jeremiah for having a bad attitude, but they're blaming him for causing the destruction of the city. This is how these kinds of things work. And so Zedekiah comes to him in secret and Jeremiah makes him promise that if I tell you the truth, will you kill me? Um, Jeremiah is not a martyr in the, the way we think of maybe martyrs of, you know, wanting to die or something. He wants to live. He wants to live. Our impulse should always be to live if we can. And living is a good thing, even if it's rough, even if it's hard. Um, even if it requires a lot of us. But he wants to live, and he says, uh, you know, just don't, don't send me back to the house of Jonathan. And the king then says, go ahead, I won't kill you. And this prophecy is about the king's friends. Zedekiah's big fear is that when the Chaldeans finally overrun the city, when Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians finally take the city, that Zedekiah's real enemies, who are inside the city, who are his fellow countrymen, people in power who have tried to control him and, and uh, you know, thwart his plans and tried to plot against him, will then uh, really have their revenge on him. It's, it's so strange that uh, the military might of Babylonia is outside the gates, and Zedekiah is only worried about these guys that have defected, these guys that are out to get him, that are his own countrymen. And this is true in most controversies. Whenever we get in a fight with somebody, it's usually um, someone really close. It's really usually someone that 
we have an emotional investment in. It's not the king of Babylon. It's the people right there in the court. And Jeremiah says some chilling words to him. Your trusted friends have seduced you and have overcome you. And now your feet are stuck in the mud. The, the mud that was stuck, that the feet that were stuck in the mud were Jeremiah's feet in the bottom of the prison, in the cistern prison. And now Jeremiah is saying the king's feet are stuck in the mud. This is how power works. Power, people think that if they have more power, more money, more influence, that they'll have more freedom. And the reality is the, quite the opposite. We certainly need enough money to live. And we certainly need enough stuff to live and a place to live and, and all the things that go with that. But, and we need to work in our community and in our larger government. And everybody, everyone should work together to make that happen for every single person. At the same time, there comes a limit to power, what power can give us, what money can give us. And Zedekiah has found that out, that he's betrayed, he's stuck in the mud, he's going to lose everything. The chance for repentance has passed for Zedekiah, but it hasn't passed completely. If Zedekiah follows the word of the Lord from Jeremiah, his life will be spared and the lives of his people will be spared. And that's the offer that God makes. It's a different offer from before, but it's the offer God makes. There is always mercy in God's relationship with human, with humans. There's always mercy in it. There's always second chances. There's always grace that comes through, even in the harshest of times, even in this very difficult time. So maybe you're feeling more like Zedekiah today, that some of the things you've planned, haven't gone so well. Maybe you're feeling more like Jeremiah and you get to say a very unpopular thing to someone that needs to hear it. Either of those circumstances, God is faithful. God will not abandon us. God will be there for this next phase of what we're going to go through, what Zedekiah is going to go through and what Jeremiah is going through. So don't give up hope on this Friday. You've got this. God has got you. Through Jesus Christ, we find that he takes takes us out of the exile. This is the final cliff that the people of God fall off of into exile. And when Jesus comes, he announces the return from exile, the return from spiritual exile in Babylon, that that is the return that he inaugurates in his teaching, in his miracles, and in his death and resurrection. That is the return from exile. There's a, there's a couple hundred years in between, though. And that's what Zedekiah and Jeremiah are about to step off on. So God has been faithful in the past. God will be faithful today for you. And God will be faithful in the future for you as well. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who did stretch out thine arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of thy saving embrace, so clothe us in thy spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know thee to the knowledge and love of thee, for the honor of thy name. Amen. I invite your intercessions or thanksgivings at this time. How can we pray for each other today?